You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey y'all, welcome back. We are officially, I think, in the clear on me sounding completely terrible. I don't know that I'm totally in the clear on how I feel necessarily. I started to get a pretty bad headache today at church. Uh, Brandon and I have decided that I am allergic to ragweed because the Weather Channel app says that the ragweed pollen is very high in our area and will be for the next week. So there's that information. Keep praying for me as the ragweed pollen is high. I don't even know what ragweed is, honestly, but I don't like it. I know that. And that's okay that I don't like it. And I can express that because of what we're talking about today. So we've been going through Psalm 139. If you haven't um, been listening recently and are just picking up today, that's totally fine. Um, Just go through and read Psalm 139. We've covered verses 1 through 18. And today we are going to jump into 19 through 22. And if you have read the whole chapter, um, you may have been wondering what I was going to say about 19 through 22. And I was with you in that. I have been wondering what I was going to say about 19 through 22. Because when you first read through this, like, or at least when I first read through it at first glance, I was like, what? Like we're driving down the road, driving down the road, everyone's on the same road, we're all on the same road, and then we're turn like new road, off-roading, and then 23 and 24, okay, we get back on the road. Like that's how I viewed this at the first really few times that I read this. Um, But after a lot of prayer and just listening to the Lord, um, I really think that I have a better understanding, not just of 19 through 22, but of Psalm 139 as a whole. So if you haven't read through the chapter, let me read 19 through 22. 19 says, Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, men of bloodshed. For they speak against you wickedly, and your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with the utmost hatred. They have become my enemies. So there's a lot of hate going on. A lot of bloodshed, wicked, a lot of that going on in 19 through 22. And so what I mean about we're going along the road and then all of a sudden we off-road, I mean, the first verses 1 through 18 are about how good God is, how he knows everything about us, how he created us, how he intimately knows us, how he formed us with a plan, how you wonderfully made us. He knows all of our days. And so you really, at first glance, get this sense of um, a totally different road that we're on than 19 through 22, where all of a sudden we're no longer talking about how thankful we are that the Lord made us and, and assuring ourselves that the Lord made us. But now all of a sudden we're talking about the people that we hate and all this hatred that we have in us. But I think that that is the plan, right? So if later when I was looking at this, I thought, you know, that takes a lot of guts to be that honest 
with the Lord. Like how many times do we actually tell God truly what we are thinking and feeling, right? Or how often do we tell each other what we're actually thinking and feeling? I don't think that this psalm is necessarily okaying it. This is Um, you know, just what I think after praying and and reading through it a lot. I don't think the psalm is necessarily okaying David's hatred, that it's like saying, okay, we can hate people because it's in the Bible. I think that um, we have to remember that the Bible is real stories of real people and their real thoughts. And just because the Bible is the word of God doesn't mean that we should do every single thing that we see people do in the Bible. Now, if we're talking about something Jesus did or something Jesus said or something the Lord commanded, that's different. But when we see people in the Bible that that God has inspired them to write about and and talk about him and then talk about their their thoughts and their feelings, I think that we have to to look at it like, okay, what do we learn? from this, right? That's one of the questions that God, what do I learn about myself in this? And I think in 19 through 22, what we learn about God and ourself is that he can handle all of it. He can handle that hatred that we have in us. He can handle the jealousy that we have. He can handle that gross part of us that we don't like about ourselves. He can handle it. And the reason he can handle it is because he already knows it's there, right? I think that that what the psalmist is almost doing in 1 through 16 is, is praising God. I do think he's doing that, but I also think that he is reminding himself of who God is. He's reminding himself that God created him. He's reminding himself that God knows him. He's reminding himself that God knows his days and he knows how he's going to act. And so there is no need, or you could even say it this way, there is no way that David could hide anything going on in his heart from the Lord. So he might as well be honest with him, right? So 19 through 22, he is. He's got some people, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't really um, look into the context as to what part of David's life, if you haven't read much about David, kind of has a, a wild life, but um, I haven't read into at which point in his life he wrote this, but... I do know that there were multiple points in his life where people were out to to get him, were out to literally kill him. Um, People were wanting to harm Israel. And so this could have been really at multiple points in David's life. Um, But he definitely had his fair share of people, I think, that he could feel hatred towards. Like, if we're honest, a lot of us have. Right? We, I think, um, if we're totally honest, we've all at some point in our lives felt hatred towards someone or some event or something. And I don't think it's okay to, to live with that hatred and to just stay there and always hate. But I think that we can be honest with God about that hatred. I think we should be honest with God about that hatred and about all of our emotions. We should, all of our thoughts and feelings, be honest with God. I think a lot of times, though, we're told opposite. Um, we're told that that we need to to come to the Lord with everything together. Like God is loving, and so we need to only tell Him about people that we love or things that we love. And right? we don't need to that that yucky part of us or 
or that hateful side of us or that jealous side of us. We just need to deal with that on our own because God doesn't like that. But I think God wants us to know that he wants to help us deal with that. He wants to pull that out of us and he wants to show us how he can He can make us be like Jesus and not having those things in our lives. And so what I, what I thought about this, the example that I kind of came up with as to why we tend to not do this was that um, I think we don't always love showing our emotions. Right? And so what we do is we, we kind of shut down in the moment or we downplay it in the moment and then we never come back to it. We never sit in it. So this is kind of a silly example, but I'm a like closet Alabama fan. I love the Razorbacks and no matter what, I will always cheer for them. But I also like Alabama. I like Nick Saban, his coaching style. Um, we can, you know, argue about that. That's fine. We can disagree. But my point is um, the Alabama quarterback situation has has been interesting. A lot of teams this year, actually, in college football, I feel like have had interesting quarterback situations. But there are two guys for Alabama um, that are good. And, and the starter, the guy that won the starting position, he's awesome. Like, I think he's Heisman potential. But the guy that was there before him, Jalen Hurts, is a seems like, I don't really know him, but he seems like, from my perspective, a great guy. And he seems like a really hard worker. He seems very humble. Um, and so I just want him to do well. And, and I, I think that, that Nick Saban does also. He just, he feels for him and he just wants to give him a chance. And, and so yesterday or Saturday, we were watching the Alabama game and a part of it. And I saw Jalen Hurts, who's the, the second backup quarterback, throw an interception. And because I just get really way too emotionally invested in sports, I almost started crying in public because he threw an interception and I can just put myself in his shoes and how he must have been feeling in that moment because he's trying so hard to do good. And then here he is throwing an interception. And I just told Brandon, I was like, I can't think about it. Change the topic because I was going to start crying, right? Because that emotion was starting to come out, but at the time wasn't appropriate in my mind. And so I just didn't deal with it. And then I never came back to it and let myself process it, which I think honestly in this situation is okay. Um, it, I'm probably not going to just, I don't know, depends on the day maybe, but probably not going to find me just sitting at home thinking about Jalen Hurts and crying about his interception. But I think that sometimes in a more real sense, God can reveal things to us or we can notice things about ourselves that uh, make us upset, make us angry, make us sad, make us feel hurt. And we don't feel like the timing is appropriate for us to feel that or we don't feel safe to to feel that emotion. And so we push it away and we never sit in it. But I think we see here that God is a safe place for us, that we see in how the psalmist and how David responds and how he's interacting with the Lord where he's praising him and then he's telling him how he feels. He's sitting in that emotion. He's not pushing it under the rug. He's not trying to fix the hatred on his own, but he's giving it to the Lord. And so um, I think we see Jesus, you know, doing this too, being honest with God in the Garden of Gethsemane whenever he tells the Lord, you know, if there's any other way take this cup from me. 
But if not, then I'll do your will. And so Jesus, in his obedience, doesn't try to hide things from the Lord. He's honest with him and is still obedient. And so that, I think, is who God wants us to be. I think God wants us to be honest with him and then let him teach us how we can be honest well with him and, and teach us how to, if those honest things are, are maybe sin, that he can teach us how to to work through that and to live um, in a way that brings him glory and live in a way that draws us and creates us into being who we were created to be. <laughs> 